Welcome back to 20s and where to find them. I'm G. And I'm Lena. And this is a podcast about navigating the best and the worst period of your life. Your 20s. Join us as we discuss personal stories, lived experiences, and chat to you and others about this wild part of life. Woo! (laughs) Good morning! Hello! (laughs) Welcome back to 20s and where to find them. How are you, G? I'm good. You uh, look very distracting without your glasses. You look like you're missing something. (laughs) I know. I don't like it. Um, My glasses hurt my nose, so today we're just going without them. Poor Lena. (laughs) Can't bloody see me. (laughs) Can hardly see the show notes too, so it's going to be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, if Lena just starts talking about a completely different topic, you'll know it's because she can't read. Anyway, <laughs> what's been the highlight of your week, G? Um, I went and had a a nice weekend. <laughs> That's, That's nice. <laughs> no, I was going to say one thing, but I also had a nice couple of things, so I was going to combine them. So I went on like a nice date with my partner to a winery, which um isn't something I've done before as an adult. I realized, like, I think. I started liking wine in COVID, so I'd never gone to like a winery just because. But we went and had a nice meal, some nice wine, took a cute picture. It was a nice day, so we did like a nice day trip out there and it was all sunny and blue skies and it was lovely. That's really cute. Which winery did you go to? Uh, Zonzo's Estate in the Yarra Valley. Mm. Yeah, would recommend. It's cute. It's really pretty and um, it's Italian, so they are... the deal they that we did on the weekend, it's like a set menu. Um, they have like an antipasta and then you get to choose a pizza and then you get, I, as a vegetarian, I got like gnocchi and then Sam got like a roast lamb thing. Was it reasonably priced? $75 each. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like it was, we took food home. It was like too much to eat. So. Oh, yum. Yeah. Recreate the magic at home. <laughs> That's right. In front of the TV. Oh, your nails are beautiful as well. well thank you. That's my highlight. I yeah. got my nails done. Nice. They're stunning. I went for an almond shape, which is not very me. Mm. Um, but I wanted to feel put together for work again. Mm. So that's why I went and got them done. Nice. With extensions too. They're With extensions, like nicely yeah. the same length. Yeah. What about a low light? Low light is at work at the moment. One of my two favourite colleagues is in France. So mm-hmm. you feel her missing in the office. And that's been my low light of the week, having to go to work and she's not there because we're a little trio and having someone missing from the trio is just sad. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so that's my low light. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Mine was just I hurt my neck a bit at the gym because I thought I was stronger than I am. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, were you, were you working out your neck? <laughs> no, I was doing these like a uh, like a dumbbell like lift thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to do like your traps and I just thought that I could lift way more than I could and so it just like pinged <laughs> my neck and then I like couldn't turn my head properly. <laughs> so... <laughs> And it was, like, embarrassingly a lot more than I thought as well. Like, I was like, oh, I can lift this much. And then I had to drop down, like, five kilos to actually be able to do it. And I hurt myself doing it. So it just wasn't a vibe, you know. Have you been doing physio stuff to help? 
Yeah, just being like putting physio cream on and stretching it out. Mm. <laughs> so good of you. And avoiding paying a professional. I feel like it's feeling okay now because you're going like this. She's well. moving her head a lot. <laughs> like a bubble head, yeah. It is feeling a lot better. It was very temporary, but it was like annoying. Today we're going to be talking, it's quite, quite a big one, and I feel like we could uh, do a lot of like smaller topics on things that we'll probably mention today. But we're talking about grieving your youth which sounds <laughs> quite dramatic um probably quite millennial and zillennial but it's a thing I reckon we don't talk about that feeling of nostalgia and sadness that does hit you at some time I know it's been hitting me a lot <laughs> the last <laughs> six months she wrote the show notes for this because I've been away and I opened the document yesterday and I was like, oh, wow, this is just like a little journal session. Yeah, it's <laughs> my fucking journal. <laughs> why do I have all these responsibilities and why does it make me angry? <laughs> but I feel like everything you've said that we're going to talk about is very, very true. Yeah, and it was reinforced on the matter last night I was out with a group of friends and the topic came up very organically and we all discussed how it's not really spoken about you know yeah that feeling of being like of being kind of sad that you are now more of an adult with responsibilities but perhaps also don't feel equipped to deal with all those responsibilities and we're talking very openly and honestly about it does take a toll on mental health and I think that's yeah why I wanted to bring it to the show. Mm. I will say, though, to start off, like I did want to acknowledge that um, even the concept of having a youth can be quite a privilege. And we do know that not everyone has the luxury of being relatively carefree from a young age until they're in their mid to late 20s. Um, And, you know, that can be for a whole range of reasons, I think, particularly. And we'll talk on this a little bit later as well. I think like money can be a big factor in that, um, as well as like traumatic events like I, I I know some people have lost like family mm. um or partners and stuff earlier in their 20s and that can obviously can quite rapidly take away that feeling of youth and that's obviously quite a different type of grief than we'll probably be touching on today but it, it does also kind of plays a part yeah. yeah should we start by saying what we mean by grief I think it's that mixture of nostalgia for having less to think about and being protected from the full reality of responsibility, I Mm. guess. Like that for me, I think I use grief in this sense to be like, oh, sometimes I get a bit sad that for that time in like university where all I had to worry about was like assignments, but I was living at home. I worked a part-time job that was pretty casual and social. My time was essentially my own. Life was pretty chill (laughs) versus I think now it's quite easy to get caught up in like I've got all this like bills or I've got to work nine to five and fit my social life around that or you know a whole bunch of new things that I feel like you're relatively protected from in your early 20s and your teenage years for most of us Um, and so yeah when I say grieving it's kind of that feeling of Nostalgia for being like, oh my God, that was so fun. Um, And also being like, I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. And like, and also feeling guilty about feeling sad sometimes too. Yeah. And I don't know if you, like, do you feel like that as well? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it came a lot sooner than I wanted it to Mm. with 
my parents moving away. Yeah. But I also feel like we all need to make space for that grieving so that we can move on with life. Mm. I think it's a natural part of yeah growing up in terms of we need new experiences and we need to move on to that next life stage, whatever that might be for us. Yeah. And so we can't hold on to all those like things that were like child I don't know I don't even know how to word it yeah yeah I know what you mean and I I actually read something the other day that I'd never thought about before and I'm not sure I entirely agree with it they were being quite uh like stretching the the argument quite long in terms of they were saying life is full of those stages of like you have to let things go and grieve to make space for the next things in your life and they were saying like even as a child you have to like let go of you know sleeping on your parents chest and like being close to your parents every Mm. single day so that you can like develop and make new your own friends and like the same sort of thing when you like move out of home you've got to like learn to bridge that distance between your parents Mm. and make room for your own family and creating that own dynamic for yourself and life yeah his argument was kind of like life is full of these things And I feel like we're in one of those right now. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel like when it it first started to happen, like all these like adult experiences, moving in with housemates Mm. or, you know, getting your own apartment or starting full-time work, it was all really exciting. Yeah. And being open to all those new experiences was really fun. And it's not until now that I'm like, ah, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to get back all those, that time with my family and Mm. like, I don't get home cooked meals anymore Mm -hmm. and um, family holidays aren't a thing. That's something that's really come up for me (laughs) recently. And yeah. The friends I was having this conversation with last night too, we were talking about that as well of like the monotony like hits it sets in as well. And it's almost this grief of what they were saying for their experience. Their grief is a lot to do with like, so this is it, which is (laughs) obviously kind of simplified. Like, you know, (laughs) I think there's a lot to be said of of like positive mindsets and like finding gratitude in like your everyday things. And that's, you know, a proven practice that helps with, uh, you know, maintaining a healthy mind. But he did also kind of have a point. He was like, well, now my life consists of like, I have a full-time job, I go to work, I come home, I cook my dinner, I hang out with my partner. And none of those things are like intrinsically bad, but they're not exciting new milestones. Whereas like, yeah, when you are transitioning from high school, it's like, oh, university or full-time work. And then even from university, you're like, oh, I've got my like first job or like I'm on my step to my career. And slowly those like milestones slow down or become stagnant. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a terrible or, way or, of or it. <laughs> filled also with they're more I almost like more complex. It's like I think getting a full time job, especially if it's in something that you've always dreamed about doing, super exciting. Yeah. But progressing through that job potentially also brings a lot more responsibility or stress of like, oh, I'm in charge of this thing that's bigger than me and versus like when I was at uni, I was in charge of my assignments. If I got an A great for me if I got an F bad for me but it's only about me yeah yeah whereas now I feel like we're responsible for other people almost (laughs) yeah yeah and for me as well I think uh and I'm sure you could kind of relate to this too with like family moving away I think there is also that sense of like you become responsible for you too like and I know I've always you know we've always had that to a degree but when you have your parents like move into state or you move out of home even like you become like your safety nets get pulled away a bit more and you're like 
okay, this is on me to get my shit together. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that was for me the first major change mm. from little Lena to <laughs> sort of little Lena <laughs> was when my parents announced they were moving to New Zealand mm. and I was going to have to live with my um, brother. And my other brother was moving with them to New Zealand. And when they first announced it, I was really excited because I was mm. like, oh, yeah, I get to live in an apartment with my brother. I get yeah. to be an adult. And at that age, I was I think I was 20 and I was I was ready for it. I was like, mm. woohoo. But then I think a week after they left, it kind of hit me. I was mm. like, ah, fuck, like my parents aren't here anymore. We're not in the family home anymore. Yeah. There's none of that anymore. Mm. Family holidays, they're gone. Mm. That's done. Yeah, I took it really 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 hard mm. because they weren't there anymore for me to rely on mm. and they were in a whole bloody other country so yeah. yeah it's a hard transition I think to bring a bit of structure to this slight yes. ramble like uh, let's talk about other major changes that feel like that because I think they vary for different people and like I touched on before I think some of those can be really heavy huge things like losing a family member and very privileged to not have experienced that yet Mm. but I think even things that's also really common is like friends moving away and that could be like moving country moving state but also just even like moving from your workplace or moving to different suburbs where when you're younger you see your friends frequently you know like them so intimately because you see them every single day and it's not that my friendships now are less valuable or deep but it's just so different it's like Mm. it is that responsibility of okay I've my one of my closest friends lives interstate I've got to maintain that relationship by talking to her and calling her and they're not chores I love doing them but it's so different from being like oh see you tomorrow yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you you got to put more effort in Mm. in the maintaining of those friendships, I feel. Even if they move to a different suburb, I feel. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be that far away. No. And it's just like, where can we, like trying to find a location that you can meet. Dates that you can meet. <laughs> Dates that you can meet. <laughs> like your schedules need to align. Yeah, because you have that less spontaneity too, especially when we all started working full time or there was a mixture of people that were working full time and people that weren't. Um, or even people working different kinds of full-time jobs. Like if you're a shift worker, your life looks pretty different to someone that works nine to five and then lining up dates to catch up with people could be more challenging and more isolating. Um, But also if you work nine to five, it's like you've got weekends and after work and that's even before we have kids. (laughs) And so like lining up these things can be hard. Yeah, and you don't want to jam your weekend Mm. either with like social catch-ups and everything like that so it's trying to find a balance between the two yeah and I feel like we were saying in this conversation last night too of like when you're younger you like look at adults and you're like how did how do you let that happen like I know (laughs) this is like a bit of a internalized like yuck view that I think I grew up with Mm. but I remember being a kid and looking at adults that put on weight and complain about being unhealthy and being like, why? Just exercise. It's not that hard, guys. I do it every day. But now I'm an adult. I'm like, I get home from work. I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like exercising. And so, of course, there are people, if you don't 
like that doesn't bring you joy it feels like another responsibility or chore of course it's something that doesn't get done and we were talking about how just like stupidly naive we were as children yes <laughs> to just be like well just do it it's, <laughs> it's really not that hard <laughs> yeah because we, we were saying the same thing about like sex as well <laughs> like we're like how can people in long-term relationships have a shit sex life like sex is great just <laughs> fucking do it <laughs> but like we were all sitting there all in long-term relationships being like well yeah it's something you have to consciously do because when you live with a partner and particularly like your life is entangled in like have you done the washing have you done the chores mm. and I this is my house I want to like spend some time on my own and, you know, also you might be on slightly different libido schedules <laughs> and be like, oh, I'm a morning person, they're an evening person. I think we all grow up with this narrative of, like, spontaneity is hot. But I also read something the other day where they were t- someone in a long-term relationship, I think they were married, was, like, planning to have sex, hot. <laughs> because it means you're making an effort. Whereas I think you're, you're younger, you go, like, ugh old people <laughs> like you don't have to make an effort you know no. you just do it and You're it's just, just like, horny all the time <laughs> it's like no life gets in the way <laughs> yeah and so it was yeah it was really i felt really happy that i was having this conversation with my friends and it's great to have it with you and i hope <laughs> listeners are getting value from this slightly <laughs> rambly episode um but yeah i think there's uh just like isn't much recognition either. And I mm. want to talk about that with you. Like, yeah. do you feel like you were very prepared? Like, did you see this coming? This feeling of grieving? No, no, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't. And I, I never had a word for it. So I'm really glad that you put mm. it down on paper because I feel it all the time when, especially when friends are getting married or moving in together and just like, I guess it's the whole moving forward. Yeah. And I'm like, but I just want it to stay how it was, you know? And I I think back to when we worked together Mm. and I think back to those days and I'm always like, God, it was just so much easier back then. But we were always in such a rush to grow up. And now I understand what adults mean when they say, enjoy your youth because being young, you don't get that back. Yeah. Exactly. And I'd give anything, even though I hated university, (laughs) I hated it. I'd give anything to go back to it and just go to uni, do my assignment, like you said, mm. and then work my part-time job and then yeah. have all this freedom to do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Even just things like planning like holidays and stuff. <laughs> yes. Where you like, you know, as a full-time job, for most of us, we have like allocated amounts of leave. You have to be conscious of like, oh, I can't use it all at once or I can use it all at once and then I don't have any for ages and like factoring all that in. Whereas I remember having casual job living at home and be like, well, I've got five grand. Let's go on a fucking holiday tomorrow. Just need to give them two weeks notice, (laughs) get people to cover my shifts and I'm out, bitches. Block out my (laughs) availability. Yeah. Whereas like now I'm like, ah. Even if you take leave without pay, like that's like a thing of like, oh, well, I don't have any money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And with me being a teacher, all my holidays are just going to be super expensive mm. because, yes, I have the beautiful luxury of getting paid during my holidays. Yeah. But at the same time, they're during like peak times when everybody's on holiday. And that yeah. was a factor I didn't take into consideration. Mm. And I miss just having the freedom to be like, I'm just going to randomly book a holiday in May when no one's going away. Yeah, that's true. I think that's something I've heard people, and this is like, you know, obviously probably 
the next sort of major jump for a lot of people is going from being in your 20s and having responsibility, but it's responsibility for you or responsibility for your partner. And then the next probably thing for a lot of people is having kids. And that obviously adds a lot more complexity as well that I don't know what is like. What is like? What it is like. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I remember my parents saying that too. They really liked when I was a little baby because they could go on holidays with me whenever they wanted. But as soon as you have kids in school, you have to be like, I either have to take the kid out of school and feel bad about that or I have to go in school holidays where it's expensive. Mm. Um, And so even that is like another fun thing (laughs) to look forward to if you're going to make a baby. But yeah, I I think like going back a couple of steps, I think no one tells you and no one equips you how to do this feeling and this transition. Mm. And I don't know if you can, like I don't don't know if there's like, you can't, probably can't sit kids down in school and be like, one day this is going to be hard. Exactly, because especially (laughs) as a teenager, you have no empathy. You have no anything you don't have any emotional awareness for anyone apart from yourself so I think even if we were told we would have been like yeah whatever okay (laughs) yeah all right all right I think you're lying I think you have a pretty good life but whatever look at all your money (laughs) I am 13 and poor I have ten dollars and I spent it all on slurpees (laughs) probably the only thing I can think of though And I think it's starting to change and it was a little bit of a thing when we were in school is just like equipping people to be resilient and to look after your mental health before you're in a state of anxiety or depression or whatever like might manifest itself in. I think like what I was saying before about monotony can be hard and it can be like caught up in this moment of like grieving because you remember what it wasn't when it wasn't like that. But I think learning how to equip yourself with tools that can make you reflect on like, okay, this is new, this is hard, this can be confusing and anxiety inducing, but what do I have in front of me that does make me happy? And what's exciting about this stage of life? Because I don't like to be all doom and gloom. No. And I do think like, there are things that I I dreamed about doing as a teenager that I'm doing now, like living with a partner in a little apartment in an inner city suburb. I would talk endlessly about that when I was like 14, be like, I'm going to live in the city, going to have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And like reminding ourselves of that is cool and important thing to do to protect your mental health. Because I think it it is too easy to sit there and be like, I just want to be little. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And I, I was the same when I had just finished my master's. I was really looking forward to being like, I get to live in my own apartment. Mm. I get to have my own classroom with my own students and all those things. And now I'm living proof that I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I am quite grateful that I'd managed to do those things. Mm. But there is still a part of me that's like, why was <laughs> I in such a rush? Yeah, I think so too. And I think... I don't know how you ever teach that to young people. And I think it's probably something older people have been doing, trying to do since we lived in caves and be like, guys, next in 10 years, you'll be 30 and then you'll be dead in five. So enjoy <laughs> being 10. <laughs> Before we start to wrap this ramble up, I did want to talk to you and ask you about like the impact of COVID too. Because I mm. think for people our age... And a few years older and a few years younger, that two years of COVID did did change that transition 
to from being carefree and spontaneity and youth and blah 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 blah. Do you feel like that? Surprisingly, no. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Surprisingly, I've heard a lot of people mm. say, and I've read a lot on people saying that they feel like they have so much making up to do mm. because they lost two years. Yeah. I definitely feel it in the sense of traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that I couldn't do everything I set out to do once I got my full-time job being like, I'm going to go on holiday every term break. Like that was yeah. a goal of mine. And I think that part got taken away. Mm. But in terms of my actual youth, not really. Yeah. I actually quite enjoyed <laughs> the free – okay, Okay. In quotation marks, freedom yeah. that lockdown brought in terms of it minimised my travel time. Mm. I didn't have to do as much work Yeah, being a classroom teacher. Mm. Yes, yeah, staring at a screen and talking to yourself all day <laughs> because no student put on their cameras was really hard. But I don't feel like I lost anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of share your view as yeah. well. I think... I really felt the impact of like up until that point I'd been studying and working part-time and every semester break I had at university I would go and travel and then having that taken away was like oh that was a big part of my youthful identity and then suddenly I was forced into a bit more monotony like we all were that was like definitely feel like had an impact on that transition as well as I started my full-time job and full-time work in COVID. And for me, that transition feels odd for what you said, because like when I started working full-time, I was like, this is pretty chill because I don't have to commute. Mm. I still had a lot of spare time because there wasn't a lot of like social things going on. And, you know, one second we were in lockdown, one second we were out and your life was more simple because it was more contained and it was like all I had to do was work and then cook and clean a bit and do a bit of exercise and just watch like movies with my partner or like go on walks with friends. Whereas like the last year that we've not had the impacts of COVID as drastically on like your everyday life, I felt like this is hard. (laughs) Like working full-time, commuting, not not even all the time I work from home sometimes, but like commuting, looking after myself, looking after my relationship, looking after my social life is a lot. And mm. I feel like that transition didn't really hit me until like the last 12 months because we had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I feel like when COVID hit, I had started full-time work at school yeah and then we went to lockdown and then the year after that it was also not a normal school year Mm. and then I took a year off yeah and now that I'm back in full-time work and this is my first proper year of like doing the whole shebang properly I'm tired yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I think I'm grieving that that Mm. part of me that's like wow this this is this is life now yeah. And I I don't get to decide when I do things anymore. Or mm. I still do, obviously. But now I feel like I'm just doing the daily grind and I don't really like feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know that it had impacts on different people differently, depending on like where you were. Like I know talking to my partner's sister and her husband, 
in 2019 um, when they were maybe like a year younger than we are now. So they were like 25. They sort of, and they'd been together for a long time before as well. They were sort of had sat down together and been like, these are the trips we want to do for the next five years before we like settle down and have a family. And then they got two years of that wiped off. And so they're like, well, we still want to have a family when we're 30. So now we've sacrificed like two years of like, doing trips that we thought we would get to do together in our 20s and obviously a bit of a privilege problem but it does that's like the impact that that's had on their youth is like well we thought we would do these amazing things together before we had a family and put money and time and effort into that and now that looks different and so I think it is really interesting that the impact it had on different yeah different people I think it yeah I think it really depends on your situation who you're with like for me, it's very easy for me to be like, it didn't really impact me because mm. I don't have children to worry about. I don't have a partner. Yeah. Um, things like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm just like living for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me as well, like it was part of what prompted me to be like, oh, I probably have ADHD. <laughs> was that I did and I didn't notice until we came out of COVID really because I hadn't done everything all at once. Whereas... Like I'd had very, I was very lucky in the way that my ADHD affects me is like I didn't have huge impacts when I was a child and teenager and un- at university because I had a lot of structure and support. But then as things got more complicated as we came out of COVID, I was like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> and this is harder than it looks for a lot of other people. Maybe there's something not quite right here. <laughs> um, so that's like, it was an interesting thing as well, but that's a whole other thing. All right. One last thing yes. that I want to uh, discuss with you on this topic is that I, a lot of the time I reflect on this feeling of grieving youth and I look at people that have a lot of money. Like I'm talking like a lot of money, like mm. celebrities, like the Kardashians or something. And I'm like, I reckon so much of this like transition and grieving of your youth is tied to like money. And like I think about like if I had – endless buckets of money like like they do would I ever feel like this because a lot of my like stress and pressure that I feel right now in this grief part is because I'm like oh, I gotta pay for shit <laughs> and I gotta work out how to pay for my future and I've got to work out how to pay if I have a family and how we do that and that has been like a big thing on my mind lately and I look at people that have shit loads of money and I'm like feel like you just pop some babies out and you're like, let's party. Yeah. <laughs> because like they have money to keep propping up like a certain lifestyle mm. that kind of keeps you in that like more spontaneous youthful Protected. bubble. Yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> I think I agree to an extent. Yeah. On the financial side of things. Yeah. But then I think people like celebrities mm. probably – have had to grieve other things that they didn't get to experience maybe yeah Yeah, okay um so like a normal childhood Mm. potentially Mm. or like a childhood that's not in the lights you know yeah um think things like that on that side of things but I definitely think that money is a big part of that grieving process Mm. because you don't you can't rely on your parents anymore. Yeah. And I'm very privileged in the sense that my parents are always, they're very financially stable. Mm. And if I were to be in a financial bind, yeah, they're very much there to support. Mm. Um, but you're right. Like everything that's to do with 
taxes and raising a family and buying a house and knowing how to do all those things. I feel like if you have money, you can hire someone to sort all that out for you so you don't have to have the mental brain space for it. Yeah. Um, Which is something I would love. (laughs) Yeah. Even just like (laughs) cooking and cleaning. Like I'm sure people like the Kardashians don't clean their own mansion. Or Correct. Cook, or cook their own food most yes. of the time. Yeah. Um, and that just takes, yeah, that takes like that mental load mm-hmm. off. And in my head, I'm like, they must be free to do a lot of whatever they want because they don't have to think about a lot of those everyday adult menial, menial things. Yeah. Um, but hey, like, I think your point is really valid too of like, I feel like the grass is probably always greener. I'm sure there are really wealthy and famous people that go like, oh, well, I can't go out of my giant commune yeah. <laughs> because people will recognize me or something yeah. um but you know if you're listening kardashians let us know <laughs> let us know we'd love to know <laughs> do you feel sad about being 40 and rich <laughs> please tell me well i read a thing you know how the the whole saying money doesn't buy happiness mm. i think that's valid but i also think money can help alleviate a lot of stresses yeah. that can then help happiness absolutely I think I think I'm not in the delusion that if I had a shit ton of money I wouldn't be ever sad or anxious or depressed yeah Yeah. but I am in the the opinion of like well at least I would be sad and not have to worry about whether uh, my floor is clean (laughs) <laughs> because someone would have cleaned it for me. Yeah, exactly. So basically, moral of the story, we just want to be rich. <laughs> yeah, you know. Got an extra, like, couple of mil, just throw it our way. Can we be sponsored by a bank? Is that how bank know. sponsorships work? <laughs> they just give you money? That'd be nice. I would love that. <laughs> but all in all, grieving your youth, mm. what is one thing that you want our listeners to take away from it? I think I just want people to take away that it's very normal I think it's one of those things and that was sort of our conclusion that we came to um, when I was talking about this with friends is that it's a really normal thing that everyone struggles with but there's also an element of like shame that we shouldn't be sad about not being young and carefree anymore because I think it's tied to things like oh but you have money or you have a degree or you have this X, Y marker of success. And so I think people don't like to share that they're like, this is hard. I'm, I'm anxious mm. about money or I'm anxious about um, just being busy and being tired. And I think people talk around it, but they don't sum it up to be like, I'm just sad that I'm not 21 anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't want to sound ungrateful for the life that you do yeah, have. exactly. Yeah. But I think just like the one thing I guess – in short, that I'd want people to take away is that it's normal to feel this Mm. way and I think we should talk about it more. Let's wrap it up with some recommendations. What have you got for me, Lena? I've got a podcast and it's the Single Minded Podcast, Mm -hmm. which is hosted by Hannah First and her mum. And Hannah First is also a podcast host on the Adore Beauty podcast. Mm -hmm. And this particular episode on the Single Minded one is called Finding Magic in the Mediocrity of Life. How very fitting. It's very (laughs) fitting. And I listened to it this morning, actually, on my mental health walk. And I was like, yeah, you know what? 
Yeah, I like I think me and you are both very much high achievers and mm. we want to aim really really high and this whole episode was talking about how you know what it's okay if you don't get the award for that specific thing. It's yeah. okay if you don't become CEO. It's <laughs> okay if you don't do this and that. Like mm. you are a human who is living a life yeah. and that is totally and completely magical in itself. Oh, I love that. I think I need to listen to this. Yes. It sounds like something I need to hear. (laughs) Hannah hosted it with her sister, this particular Mm. episode, and it was very, very good. Nice. Yes. Well, look at you with a more profound recommendation than me. Goes away for two weeks, comes back a whole new person. So educated. (laughs) Mine is very basic. No, it's not. It's not basic. Let's not, we're not, we're not not putting ourselves down. We're not putting our recommendations down. I'm a bit late to the craze, but I've been reading Taylor Jenkins Reid books. Um, so I've read so far, I've read Malibu Rising. And Loved that. Carrie Soto is back. Excellent. Loved them both. I think one of the things, like I've, I've always been a reader. I love reading. But one of the things I find hard when I'm at work and in a, like a busy part of life, okay, not on a holiday on a beach, um, is like reading and getting into a book mm-hmm. and finding something easy to pick up at the end of a day and like wanting to read it. Um, whereas her books like so easy, like they're so easy. They're so sugary and light and like fun and have like escapism, but they're not like you have to get invested in like a world or like a thing. It's just like mm. normal, basically normal world, fake celebrities, fun gossipy stories and love it and I love that Malibu Rising and Carrie Soto and then Evelyn Hugo yeah and Daisy Daisy Jones and the Six all have characters that interlinked (laughs) but you don't need to read them in order yeah um I agree I yeah I love Taylor Jenkins reads so yeah good recommendation would recommend well Thanks for listening thank you we hope you got (laughs) to G's journal of all the thoughts and feelings that have popped up in the last two weeks while I was away. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed and you got something out of it. Yeah, I do too. And um, yeah, if you've got like other thoughts and feelings, please like get in touch, comment on our social media. I'll do a post about this because yeah. I'll stop being slack um, and do something. But yeah, please, I think it's, yeah, if one take away one thing, just like normalise this conversation mm. and, and talk about it with your friends. And yeah. I hope you feel supported by us in your ears. Absolutely. And we hope you have a beautiful week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded at the Victorian State Library on Rwandri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.